Hello, listeners. Don't worry. I won't keep you very long from those sweet, sweet dice rolls. You've made it to the second episode. Congratulations. Now, unless you skipped to the second episode, which in that case I have two things to say to you. One, you're a cheater and you should be ashamed of yourself. Two, do yourself a favor, go back to episode one and listen to it like a normal person. Now that that's out of the way, thank you again for listening to our channel and the Serpent Skull Adventure Path. Now, if I can ask you to do us a favor, let us know how we're doing by rating and subscribing to our channel, along with leaving a comment. It can be anything. Anything would be appreciated. Something that you like, or something you would like to see improve. Maybe even a short sentence on how that GM messed up that one rule that one time during that one combat. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, or if you're one of those people who like to write long essays, you can always send us an email. Our email is nat11productions at gmail.com. Now that the bookkeeping is out of the way, please enjoy our second episode of the Serpent's Skull Podcast. So you wind up walking down the beach, and for the most part, unless you guys want to have conversation, I would imagine it, it's relatively quiet. Um, I'm sure that for the most part, um, Ade is very focused, mm-hmm. um, and occasionally you hear you know squawks and sounds coming from the jungle, but it's nothing crazy. But when- when I hear any bird squawks for the first time, I want to stop and give the whistle we use for Kogrim's parrot. He doesn't. He doesn't okay. respond. You don't hear any calls mm-hmm. uh, after that. Just every time I hear like a bird squawk, I'll stop and do a quick, mm-hmm. like the our signal whistle, just yeah. to see if it's him. Uh, you guys wind up walking for probably thirty minutes. You know, it, it's unfortunate it's slow going on, on a beach. Mm. Um, can I, while we walk, can I, did Liel come with us to the ship? Or did she stay uh, back to, like, with everybody else? Yeah, I, yeah, I think she probably would have gone. Okay. Because she's, yeah. Um, I'm going to... Slow pace or pick up pace, whichever which way, and not in a private conversation, but just ask. Um, when I woke up, you were already up. What do you have any idea what happened or how we ended up on the beach? Last thing I remember is going to bed last night and having a horrific dream with a snake in my mouth, and then I'm getting stabbed in the neck by a scorpion. That is a horrific dream. <laughs> It really was. And a hell of a way to wake up. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Um, 
out of character, I guess, do, I mean, I'm assuming I also, do we all went to sleep and this is how we woke up, right? Yes, this is how you all woke up. Strange. So you wind up walking and um, now that you get a little bit closer to uh, the Yennevir, you're able to see that first and foremost, she will never sail again. She has already at this point been dashed to a considerable amount of pieces. It'll buff out. (laughs) (laughs) Ever the optimist. And you actually believe that the only reason why the the entire ship hasn't gone down entirely is because it is wedged between a piece of coral and the cliff face. Hmm. Because as you come around and start to make your way out of that little inlet, the beach gets narrower and narrower, and then uh, the side that actually um, is in contact with the water turns to become a like a, a sheer cliff that rises anywhere from 100 to 150 feet in the air. Now, you know, just like I said earlier, you could choose to wait or chance right now to get across that coral bridge to get to the ship. However, as the um, at the astute observation of Nim, you f- feel pretty. Nim feels pretty confident you'd be able to get there, mm-hmm. but the tide might come in, depending on how much time you spend on the ship. Would we be safe enough on the ship while high tide lasted, or do we feel like it would cover the ship? As and as you're getting closer to it, uh, you're actually notice that even at low tide, the the ship sounds like pieces of it are splintering off mm-hmm. as the beat as the water and the waves are hitting this mm-hmm. and you're like if high tide hits yeah it might be gone like they might be totally gone well before we go on then let's just make a quick plan i'm going to just head straight to the captain's deck, c- captain's room and then i'm getting right back off the ship i suggest you all pick a place go there and get out. Don't dilly-dally. We don't need to be saving anybody from the reef or in the water. Fair enough. Uh, Nim basically grabs a chunk of driftwood and you see him like stab it into the beach and like twist and twist and twist until he's like pushing it farther into the water. Um, I don't actually know if this would work but it seems like a neat idea and he's like I'm going to watch the water hit this stick. And I'm going to watch the moisture build on it. When it gets higher and higher, I will shout and hope you can hear me. And you'll know it's time to get going. I think that's a good plan. Liel, will you be coming out on the boat with us? Or are you staying on the sand with Nim? I'm sorry. I'm trying to process, like... So you're you're just you're just staying on the sand to just watch the tide. Yeah, that's what that's what Nim said. He, he's he, you can tell that he doesn't have faith in his physical ability. In the event that like shit were to hit the fan, he doesn't want to like burden anyone or also drown to death. I that's that's fair, that's fair. Um, and you're looking for your boyfriend, mm-hmm. and, and anybody else, and anybody else, and Brandon, you're looking for I'm just going to the captain's quarters to look for the keys for the shackles okay 
I think Liel would probably go with Brandon because okay. she's still super freaked out by that dream she had and is going to look for some signs of foul play or something like that. I would also probably... Which end of the ship was the uh, kitchen on? Is it the part that sunk or the part that's still <laughs> that we can still access? Uh, you, as far as you know, it is it is still existing. It was in the the aft end of the boat, uh, like down uh, on like the the not the lowest of levels, but the next level. Just like here, looking yeah. at the ship, do would I think that it's accessible? You would you would think so, but okay. it might be waterlogged. Okay, because I'm slightly suspicious that we might have possibly been drugged or something at dinner last night. So I think I would like to check out the kitchen to see if there's anything left in there. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I got some curiosities. I think I'm gonna join you on the ship and figure some stuff out. All right. So you begin to walk across the this land bridge while the tide is down, and uh, I'm going to need a reflex save from everyone on the boat, or just everyone in general. Uh, just the three that are making okay. their way towards the boat. Got it. Thirteen. Thirteen, okay. Oh. Six. Eight. Eight, okay. So all three of you Fire. are going are going to take some, some cuts all along the way. None of you, uh, like, catastrophically failed, so you're not going to risk falling off in, into the water. But you are going to be taking some bumps and bruises. All of you are going to be taking three points of damage. Ouch. As you make your way across. When your total hit points is only 12, <laughs> three points of damage is a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. Especially when you're not battling something. You know, uh -huh. like you're just climbing or whatever. <laughs> Stupid slippery boat. Uh, not going to lie. That, that's one of the reasons why I like low levels. That's why I like level one to level four. The stakes are that much higher. Threats are actual. They, they feel like That's natural true. nature threats are natural nature threats. By the time you hit level 10, you're like, oh, okay, cold weather, pff, endure elements, bring it on. You know, it, it just has a bit more weight behind it. It's true. All right. So you wind up approaching this now uh, pretty well bashed and beat up. Yennevere. Uh, it is a, a far sight from what you had seen or what you were on just a couple hours ago. However, as you approach, you see that the little rowboat, that little skiff that all large ships carry, mm -hmm. has actually been lowered and is floating in the water, the oars resting inside of the skiff. And it has actually been tied to the main boat. So as you approach the ship, the majority of the uh, the underbelly of the ship is gone. The whole front of the ship has been crushed. So uh, as you approach, uh, you can climb up. However, um, as you get a little bit closer, uh, I will need a perception check. See if you can hear something going on, maybe over the sound of the crashing waves uh, because the waves are, are I mean it's it's kicking up white surf 
as it as it's hitting and it's even hitting this this boat to where it is like moving with mm-hmm. every single impact from the waves so you know once you will once you get on the ship mechanically it will be considered difficult terrain the entire ship 15 15 okay 6 6 I'm going to guess a natural one with the look on Brandon's face. Natural? Yeah. 20. Natural 20. Okay. <clears throat> what you will hear... 25 total. ...is uh, the similar, like, skittering and clacking sound that you heard just maybe 45 minutes ago on the beach as uh, you hear, like, what sounds to be the tearing of wood up on the deck. You are currently outside on the land bridge. You know, you're, you're kind of protected from the waves. The waves hit, hit the boat and kind of cascade over and around you as you're standing kind of in the shadow of the boat. What do you want to do? Um, I mean, I will kind of give everybody a heads up on what I'm hearing. Everybody hears that or just me? Just you. Okay, yeah, I'm going to kind of point that out. Hmm. Um, and then to start heading into what I would perceive to be the easiest route inside of the boat. Not okay. gonna. I'm not gonna try and cl- climb the side to get on top. I'm just gonna try and get into. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate thing is that with the way that the that the boat collapsed is. Um, you 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 think you're gonna have to climb up and over Fair onto enough. the deck? Okay, you, uh, it's gonna be impossible to climb around because as soon as you try, the ocean is just gonna sweep you off, off of the hull, and there's no way to there, you don't find any safe ways or anything you would trust enough to try to like squeeze your way through into the underbelly of the uh, of the ship. All right. Unless you had someone small size that you could maybe get to fit through. <laughs> if only. I guess we'll head up then. Yeah, I'm going to head up. I'm going to, before I start... uh, No, no, yeah. I'm going to start to start to climb. Okay. Again, whatever I... At this point then, if I can't make it in, I'm going to try and uh, plot out a course uh, of easiest ways to climb up. You're able to kind of map your way and, you know, leave a... You know, kind of help out the rest of the people that are climbing behind you if they so choose. You stated first that you're going to be cresting this first. So please place yourself on the uh, on the, the boat. As you see uh, the closed captain's quarters, like the, the, the door is closed, and you see a much larger, for lack of better terms, a sea scorpion. It's like clawing and trying to rip pieces off of yeah. this door. Uh, and as you look at the bottom of the door, you actually see blood running out from underneath the, that door. And that is a roll for initiative as you climb up. Uh. And it immediately turns, sees you, kind of does this screeching squeal. And then we'll see who gets to go first. 19 for Leo. 19 for Leo. Okay. 16. 16 for Ronan. 
Nine for Ade. Uh, nine for Ade. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, because he was the first to get on the boat, uh, I will have you guys enter on the boat in each consecutive round. So, uh, Ronan, it is your turn first. Um, I am going to not move and going to uh, create a spear and um, let everybody know exactly what I'm seeing. So I'll, I'm going to create it. Obviously, no, they don't see me create it, but I'm going to create it and they go, well, looks like we've got uh, bigger scorpions than what was on the beach. So this is going to be fun. And as you say that, and you form this just in the nick of time, this thing will charge you. As it like quickly just scrabbles across. You know, it's like losing its footing. It's just wanting to get at you so badly. So it will scrabble over directly right up into your grill. Do I get an attack? With a spear, which is a... Uh, well, is, is it a spear or a long spear? Uh, a spear got a 20 foot reach then yes no 20 foot reach 20 foot re- that, that should that should be a range. thrown sorry it's you are right you are right. correct it is uh only it is just a spear you are correct okay so no you will not get an attack of opportunity as it scrabbles up to you tries to attack you and rolls a natural four mm-hmm. all right so we're gonna go top of the order uh liel you will climb up and onto the boat right next to running which side? Uh, I'll let you pick as you kind of crest the top of the boat and you can drop down to either side. Uh, well, then I'll drop down opposite. Can I drop into flank? I would say no. Okay. You can move around. Like, you could drop and move. Okay, then I'll do that. Okay, so it will take an attack of opportunity on you. Uh, will a 11? No. That's a bummer. Ronan, your turn. Uh, I'm going to take said spear and Um, as it screeches I'm going to take the spear 16 to hit 16 to hit that will hit Um, so I'm assuming it kind of like rears up a little bit and as I I try and aim right for it's like where the uh, the eyes and the mouth are, like right in that general area, just kind of trying to impale it right there. And sixteen hits, it will be uh, four damage. Four damage, not a great damage roll for you for that time. No, uh, it is going to be its turn, and it is going to attempt to respond in kind. Oh boy, here we go. It's got the same thing as 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 the little little cousins do, but it definitely has a little bit more of a punch behind <laughs> it if it can manage to get through that armor of yours. So the two claws, I don't. I even rolled fairly decent. Uh, a sixteen and a fifteen. It does not. All right, and here comes the here comes that stinger. Uh, that'll be a nineteen. Uh, yes. All right. Uh, it is going to be... Where's that Where's that die? Here it is. You are going to be taking th- uh, two points of damage. And please give me a fortitude save against that poison. Fourteen. 
14? Are you sure it's only a 14? It is only a 14. You are okay. And let me see. We're into round three. Liel. Okie dokie. So I'm going to try to stab it. Help if I go down to my actual weapon. 16 on the die, so that'll be a 21. 21? Correct. Okay. Uh, that will hit. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. Wow. Okay. This thing is not looking not looking too hot. Ronan, can you finish it out? Uh, definitely. Can you do it before Ade gets up there? Definitely try. <laughs> um, yeah, let's... Uh, I'm just going to do the same thing. Obviously, I can't do anything else, so... Let's go for it. Same thing. I'm gonna aim for uh, right, right in the, the the eye mouth area. Oh, so close! Natty 19, 22 to hit. Oh yeah, that is going to hit. My guess is that you're probably going to kill this guy right now. Seven. That'll do it. Mm. So you uh, you wind up skewering him like <laughs> right through his little mouth. And he falls dead. Now, here's a question. Uh, when you activate or deactivate that mm-hmm. weapon of yours, does it, like, make sound? Or is it just, like, this eerily, this, just this eerie thing that just kind of happens? Forming it makes no sound. Obviously, if it hits something, it would still make a sound. But uh, forming it, um, yeah, actually, maybe you would hear, like, a, uh, not a, not a vacuum, but uh, I don't know how to describe that. I guess it would just be more of like a like a reverse music sound, kind like a reverse of. sound. Yeah, but just uh, smoky. That's not a that's not a, a sound, but smoky. Okay. Everybody knows what smoky sounds like. Okay. It it it, it, it reminds like, me reminds me of the old school cigarette ads where they're like, it tastes smooth. Yeah. Right. Right. What's smooth? Just kind of. I don't know, but it is. All right. So uh, you wind up killing this creature. There are a couple places that you could go if uh, if you so chose. You could you could try to open up the door to the captain's quarters. You could maybe go down uh, into the belly of the ship. Who knows if it's being flooded right now with water? Um, just kind of perspective wise, the ship is at this crazy upward angle. So the captain's crew is actually like at the bottom end of the mm-hmm. ship. And what you climbed up was like the wreckage. And that's why you're st- like, so you're basically standing like at the top of a hill, mm. kind of perspective wise. First things I'm going to do is, you see Ronan like, I don't know where I got hit with that. I'm going to just assume the shoulder. Like right where I got hit with that stinger, you're going to see him like kind of wincing. And he doesn't look the best right now, but he's just trying to, like, walk it off. And he's going to try to start, like, walking towards the uh, the captain's quarters. Okay, so you walk towards the captain's quarters. Uh, Liel, where would you like to go? Are you going to follow Ronan? I will follow Ronan and, and kind of poke around for a minute. But if I don't really see anything kind of right off the bat, then I'm going to make my way to the galley. Make your way to the galley. Okay. And Ade? I'm going to head down into the belly. So you just go straight down? Yep. Okay. So go ahead. Place yourselves uh, respectively where you would be on the maps. And then pl- 
please tell me if my tide levels start to look dangerous. Um, it has not changed as of yet, but I would like a perception check from you. Right now? Right now. Because they've been gone about 10 minutes now in order to get across across this boat or, you know, or across the land bridge to the boat, and you've watched them climb up. 12. 12? Okay. I will make note of things. So, uh, you uh, get to the captain's door, and it seems to be blocked from the other side. Not locked, but like there's something yeah, pressed up locked, against it? Yeah, not locked, but blocked. Okay. Uh, obviously, I'm assuming, obviously, opening it, and so from opening it, it's just like there's blood running out. It feels like probably maybe a dead body or a body that's laying on the door. Uh, potentially. I mean, remember, it is at a downward angle. So you're like, this is kind of weird that something would be in the way of the door, mm-hmm. considering that it would be swinging downward. Mm-hmm. So you're like, it should be able to just turn the handle and swing open freely. Is it? Is there any other way into the captain's quarters or just the one door? There's just that one door. Okay. You know, unless you wanted to climb the outside of the boat, and even then I wouldn't necessarily advise it, because once again, you're down at the bottom of the boat, so the waves are coming in and kind of crashing up against Yeah, and I took that deck. skill point out of acrobats when I made my character so. Um can I can I put a little bit more shoulder into it? Yeah, give me a, a strength check. While while you're rolling I, I mean I could attempt to assist. Yeah, go ahead. Uh while you guys are doing that and kind of messing with the door, um Ada, you run straight downstairs. I do. And you begin to take a look of you know, hope you know, hoping that there's something here. Mm-hmm. Um give me a perception check. A ten. Okay, so uh, where you go down to is, uh, unfortunately, it's not marked super well on the map that I have, but uh, towards the back end of the boat, that's Mm -hmm. where the mess, at least the kitchen is. Mm -hmm. Um, That has a a small, uh, just like a little galley kitchen. Nothing too fancy. And, yeah, I'm sorry, you rolled a... Ten. A ten? Okay. Uh, So you would see that... Uh, directly in front of you, uh, you would see uh, like a little larder, mm-hmm. you know, a little storage area, uh, and you would see several um, barrels and some sacks of potato. A uh, couple of the barrels uh, appear to have been either jarred or like the lid taken off and maybe just set in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to your right. Uh, you would see what what's kind of left of the the supply room, mm-hmm. and what what you see uh, there is the body of the first mate, Alton, as like he's laying there uh, on his back with. This a, is the peg leg guy. Yep, with a knife in one hand that has blood on it. Uh, except he looks like he has a, uh, like his neck and arms and face are blue and swollen. Um, I'll move over to him first and make a heel check. Okay, while you're making the heel check, the rest of you two, uh, Ronan and Liel. 19 on the die. 19 on your strength check. Four. And a four. So when I hit it, Woo. 
I, I hit it with my bad shoulder that I just got stung with. Like Dislocated? I just, I, I mean, it was the, just not thinking, just trying to put put some strength into it, and I just, I hit it, and I just, I just wince up, and I just kind of, like, fall to a knee and be like, ah, that was, that was dumb. That hurt. <laughs> well, you do that, so and then... So are you only good with the sword? And It might seem that and way. And Liel kind of walks over and jiggles the handle a little bit, and then just forcefully just front kicks the door and it busts open and you see that it actually had uh, a piece of wood latched mm. across the door uh, you so know somebody that did it on purpose well that captain's quarters had these in case the captain had to go to a place of safety if there ever was a mutiny a way to try to physically keep the crew out if that ever was the case that's kind of what you think of I loosened it for you and when oh, that shit. when that happens, you look and you act, you're actually now looking down into the ocean. The whole back end of uh, the boat is gone, and all that's left is uh, the captain's desk, which is kind of not teetering, but it's like at the outside edge, and it's just kind of sitting there. And it's been doused full of salt water. Uh, there are a couple bookshelves that have been secure; they were built in as part of the boat, but most of the things on that are gone. There are still a couple maps, and uh, you know, definitely some cartography things that might come in might come in handy to locate where you are. You would know that much. Uh, while you do that, uh, I would like that heel check mm-hmm. from uh, Ade. Twelve. A twelve. Okay. You're not entirely sure what from, but he definitely looks like he's been poisoned. Oh, okay. Uh, but you're you're just not sure exactly what. But from. He, he's definitely dead, though. Yeah, he is dead as a doornail. Okay. All right. Um, can I do a quick rummage of like his pockets and stuff before moving on? Yeah. Do you want a, a perception roll? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, give me that 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 sweet sweet perception. What a waste of a good roll. Uh, twenty. <laughs> Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Don't you hate that? As you uh, take a look, um, you actually see that uh, in his hand, or like 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 clutched in his other hand, mm-hmm. is his armor, like his armor and his sword. Mm. Kind of, it's like bundled together, almost mm-hmm. as if he came back to to collect it. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't look like he's in the process of putting it on. Sure. It's still kind of buckled together yeah. into one. One nice, one nice chunk. Uh, but after looking at it, and you've seen it before, you know that this is masterwork studded leather mm. and a masterwork short sword. I'll grab them and throw them into my bag. Okay. Please not want not. Nim, would you please give me another perception check? Four. Four. There's water. The the water level on the stick, nothing really, it still seems to be about the same. Yep. Liel and Ronan. What do you want to do? Do you just want to go in and just kind of ransack this place? Yeah, exactly that, at least. I mean, I'm not going to necessarily ransack it, but I'll poke around a little bit if there's anything left. I'm going to go to... Is there anything still on the desk? I know you said it was waterlogged. Is there anything on the desk? Paperwork, maps? You said there was some. there were some maps? Yeah, there are some maps. As you kind of go through the, uh, the the 
the desk. Uh, there's nothing on top of it. It's all been damaged, but you, you kind of start going through. And you find qu actually quite a few things. You find a key ring uh, inside of one of the center. It's like a real long drawer. is filled with sea charts and maps. And you also see the captain's log. Uh, there is one drawer that is locked. The key ring, does it have multiple keys or just one? It has multiple keys. Um, can I, I'm going to just try and start going through the keys to see if those keys open it up. Uh, as you kind of start going through that, uh, Leo, what would you like to do? So he's, he's looking through the, the table. Um, that's all I'm looking at right now. There's like the, the, the big table. So he's going yep. through the desk. Are there desk. any bookshelves There are a couple bookshelves that look like they were built in. Uh, some of them, some of them look like empty. they were like, yeah, like, but they also have like partial foot lockers built into the lower halves, so there might be something in, in them. I'll mess they, around with those. They do look to be fairly waterlogged, um, but as you go and, you know, you just said you want to take a look at one, you open one up and you find inside of it a, uh, a, like a, a, a canvas bag that has a like a, a rough cloth uh, note so that it wouldn't like uh, be as easily destroyed pinned to this cloth bag and it just has the name Jask Dorindis. Are you writing that down, Sophia? <laughs> please. Can you spell the last name, please? D-E-R-I-N-D-I. -I. Um, nothing in the bag? Uh, if you open the bag, okay, yeah, um, you'll find a masterwork dagger, Ooh. a suit of leather armor, two potions of cure light wounds, a holy symbol of Nethys, and a spell component pouch. I'm just gonna take the bag with me. Okay. Um, uh, Are. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, um, the only thing on this half of the boat was um, Alden's body, right? Otherwise, there was the larder and the mess hall. Yeah, there was the larder and the mess hall. Okay, I'll move to the larder next and check like the barrels you said that looked like they'd been opened. Okay. Um, you don't even need to make a f uh, any sort of perception check. Uh, the very first barrel you get to looks like it was maybe once filled with water or wine or beer um, and jammed inside the barrel, kind of edge to edge, almost top to bottom. You see the cook. His dead body has been jammed inside the barrel. Gross. Okay. Um, she is going to sort of like jump back at that. Like, Is she near the galley? Yes. Yeah, it's galley and then larder. And I'm going to sort of, like, look over at Alton and look back at the cook and just really carefully and uncomfortably check the next barrel. Okay. Um, you I open keep up finding dead bodies. You open up the next body. Or the <laughs> you open up the next body. <laughs> you, open up, you open up the next barrel, and this one is just filled with food. Okay. Just dry goods. Mm -hmm. And you, 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 you go to the next barrel, and you kind of... You know, and I, I kind of see it where you're like gingerly yeah. peeling back the lid yeah. as you're, you're like, I don't want to look, I don't want to look. Okay, fine, there's nothing in that one. And that's that first barrel is the only barrel that has a body in it. Okay. 
Okay. I'll head towards the galley next. Okay. Uh, as she's doing that, uh, Liel and Ronan. Uh, Ronan, you've, you're kind of rummaging through this key ring and trying to find something that might fit this lock. Correct. None of the keys seem to match. Uh, right. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming uh, in my head it was just a normal key uh, lock that's on the actual drawer, not like a padlock. Correct. Okay. Um, I'm not going to waste time on that anymore. Um, I'm, I'll ask her if she has a way. Do you, do you have a way to pick locks? Do I have a way to pick locks? That's a good question. <laughs> I do. Um, I will, uh, I'll point you in the direction of, well, um, none of these keys seem to fit to this drawer, so... Um, I guess give it a whirl, see what's in there. Maybe it'll be something that's helpful, but um, I'll take the rest of the keys. I'll put them in my back, a backpack. I don't know why I stopped it back. Um, I, I store them in my back. I just store them in my back. Unzip it. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, not necessary. So not necessary. Put them, on my, uh, put them in my backpack. Um, I'll put the sea charts and the... Uh, what else did log. I get? The captain lo- captain's log, lo- little book. I'm assuming. Oh, it's a it's a, actually a solid ledger. Oh, okay. I mean, this ledger. is this is the captain's log. This is what gets checked every single time they come to port. Okay, I'll uh, put that in the pack. Um, I see her working on one um, of the uh, bookshelves. Mm-hmm. Um, did she check both? Did you check both, or just that one you were working on? I just got another one. I will do the other one if you want to get the. Desk drawer. drawer. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Okay. All right. So I would like a disable device. Uh, you go and uh, Ronan, while you take a look at this second, uh, like built-in chest, you open it, and you really didn't have high hopes about it in the first place because it was it was the it was on the side of the boat that it was just getting beat by water. So you open it, and there's water actually that kind of floods out of it when you open it, and it's mostly paper and books. And the majority of it is destroyed. You do find, however, a spyglass. I will take said spyglass. Well, this should come in handy, and I'll I'll kind of show her that I got a spyglass and put that in the the backpack, and then I'll just kind of. Is there anything? Uh, sorry, the 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 blood. Um, you said there's blood coming from underneath the door. Is there? It kind of seems weird now to look for one. Is there a dead body in here, or what created this blood? Could I tell? As you look, you don't see a body. Um, There's just a smear of blood. But on yeah, the floor. it looks like, and with the angle of the ship, you look at this going. It wouldn't run uphill. So blood was spilled before the. You would assume before the crash happened. Mm-hmm. And then I'm assuming like whatever's, if it was more, the waves probably have washed. Like what? Whatever was inside the cabin, kind of yeah. away. Okay. Yeah, so maybe the body got dragged out to sea, but it, it's kind of hard to tell. Can I safely, cautiously, make my way to the edge and kind of see if there's maybe a, a a body rolling up against the ship, or see if there's anything out in the water right now? Yeah, I mean, um, you get to to where you know you feel comfortable to try to look out down. You're not able to get all the way out to be able to look straight down, so. 
it's a little unsure. You'd have to you you have to actually step out to the edge, maybe grab onto something. But from the vantage point of where you think it's safe, you you don't you don't see anything. No, good enough for me. How's while the drawer coming along? While you're doing that, from Nim, I need I need another perception check. This one isn't gonna be awful. <laughs> I'm doing my happy dance. And the math. And all of the maths. Uh, 17. You said a 17? I did say a 17. 17. Are you sure you said a 17? Yep. Okay. You hear the voice of your mother coming from the jungle. What? That uh, face of dismay. Don't Nim. do this to me now. Nim. What are you doing here? Nim. And we're gonna pause you there, and we're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go. Uh, Wait, I did a perception check. Yeah. And I hear the voice of my mother coming you hear from the, the voice jungle. Of your mother coming from the jungle. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Liel, you rolled a uh, disable device. Uh, fourteen. Unfortunately, that's not gonna be enough to to crack that lock. It looks like it's a it's a pretty pretty heavy duty lock. While you're doing that and you're taking a look, Ade, mm -hmm. you said you wanted to go into the kitchen? Yes. Okay. So you begin to go into the uh, the mess hall. And what you find, as soon as I go to the proper page, which is storing all of my information, because uh, believe it or not, I do not have a steel trap, which locks all information in my head. Uh, you find... There it is. You find the uh, the the cooking pan Okay. that had all the soup in it. It's mm -hmm. since tipped over. Sure. But also, um, uh, laying on the floor, you find dozens of open vials. Okay. All the corks have been pulled and dropped on the floor. Whatever what was in the vials was emptied and also dropped on the floor. Or maybe it rolled off of the counter. You're not entirely sure. But they're open, not broken. They're open. Hmm. Okay. Um, do any of them look like the water hasn't gotten into them? Like there might still be a little of the original residue left? Uh, yeah, there's like one or two. I will grab those two and cork them if I can find the corks. Yep, you can find the corks and you can stop them up. Um, and then I'll just do a quick look around to make sure there's no more bodies hiding in, like, cupboards or barrels or anything. You find 72 more bodies. Shit. That, I didn't know there were so many people on this ship. No, they were all been there Neither before. did the captain. <laughs> no, they've been there the whole time. They just keep them stored in glass jars. Uh-huh. That's disturbing. But I mean, also interesting. I mean, they, they cast, like, you know, reduced person on them. Would you like a perception check for my look around the mess hall? Yes, I would. Uh, while you're doing that, Ronan and Liel, anything you guys would like to do? I mean, I could attempt the drawer again. Yeah, you can go ahead and try it. Nope, less than last time. Okay. And Nim. Mm -hmm. I've made you sweat a little bit. <coughs> what do you want to do? So, can you remind me what she said? Nim, what are you doing here? It's me, 
come here. So like I feel like I can like I can hear it. It's not like in my brain. Like I feel like I can hear it. Correct. So he like so he turns and with his eyes kind of look in the direction which the sound is coming from. Correct. Does he see anything? Uh no, but you can give me a will save. Um Okay, so I, I'm going to say things to you. Crimey. Hold on, sorry. Little memento. I know you're here. There you are. Okay. Oh, I won't. It probably won't matter anyways. But uh, so it's an eight, or it's a ten if it's against illusion magic. You're able to recognize that this is some sort of illusion. Wow. Pays to be a gnome. What do you want to do? Um, and like, as this happens, as this this voice hits you, and you're like, oh, but yet, just because of your inherent hardiness to, you know, this kind of stuff, um, the voice changes from the voice of your mother into this like gurgling, croaking sound, as if someone is talking without their tongue. Uh. Okay. Um, that is horrifying. So it's just this, this, this gibberish. Okay. Um, I could think of a worse word for that. Can I make like a? Um, it's not spellcraft. Is it like? Would it be knowledge arcana a to try to figure out where the source of this is, or b would it be like knowledge nature to figure out like? What kind of a creature would I find in the Mwangi Expanse that would do something like this? Um, it could be any number of skills. I'll allow you to roll whatever whatever knowledge you want for this. Okay. I'll do knowledge arcana to kind of... Because this is, has to be magical because I it was illusion-y. Mm-hmm. 18. An 18. Okay. Yeah, you know that there are all sorts of of creatures, not just in the Mwangi, but also in other parts of uh, Glorian that have, whether it be considered supernatural or in, like, uh, magic that they that they coerce into existence, you know that it, it could be any, like, it's so broad you wouldn't be able to go, this is what it is because of what I just experienced. But uh, you do know that uh, also in conjunction because you, you, you were on the boat and you heard the crew members talking about how they believe that this part of the this part of the sea is like haunted or cursed. Oh, okay. You're like, okay, this might have some validity to their claims. Okay. Like there's a reason why they were grumbling and and you know, you even heard some like some talk about mutiny because of what the the direction the captain was taking this, you know, this whole uh, ship in. Okay, got it. Uh, knowing this, Nim kind of like, what do you call it? Like, closes his eyes really hard and then just grips his cane and then stares at the, the piece of driftwood that he stabbed into the beach and he just says to himself, No, now is the time to be brave. Now is not the time to falter. I need to watch this tide and they need to survive this boat. So he focuses on what he's doing. Okay. What are you guys doing now? Those of you that are on the boat. Um, any more bodies in the kitchen? No, you do not find any more bodies in the kitchen. Okay. 
I will head back up then. I believe I've checked everything down here. Uh, tell what, why don't you give me a heal check? Sure. Because you, you heal checked the other guy. It would make sense you would have heal checked the, the cook. The cook. Um, that's a two. That's a two. He's dead. He did. He did. But he has all these strange markings. Like scratches? It, it could be scratches. It, it, uh, you're not sure. Like, you're not even sure if this is what killed him. But he has all of these strange uh, scratches or markings all over his face and neck and, and arms. Okay. Um, I would like to move over to the stairs and shout up to the other two. Can you help me move some barrels of food? Whole ass barrels? I mean, are we close enough to hear her? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm asking if you're able to help me. Uh, I mean, I could give it a shot. Um. I'm. A, I'm just gonna look around. I can't get this stupid drawer open. Let's just go help her. Yeah. All right. Um, on the way out, is there any? Are there any barrels or like cabinets that? We did not open. Uh, like in the captain's quarters? Yeah, that, yeah in no, the captain's No, you, didn't, you, you don't see. The only thing that uh, you haven't opened that is that, is, is that locked door. Yeah. Eh. If it was important enough, we would have got it in it. That's spirit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll make my way. When she says that, I'm going to actually make my way all the way to the front. And I'm going to look down at Nim. And uh, yell down, how are we looking? So Nim, Nim's probably a good 150 feet away. Okay. How are we looking? Uh, give me a perception as you take a look at that, that stick of yours. Eight. Uh, you note that it's starting to, to rise. The, the, the tide is starting to come in. Oh, okay. Oh, this makes sense. Um, Nim, with all the effort of his little body, shouts back. <laughs> And he yells that the tide is starting to rise. How important are these barrels? And I'll yell back down to, to you. Well, there's a dead body in one of them and food that will help the survivors in the other. So do with that information what you will. Oh, who's the dead body? The cook. Oh. Alton is down here too. Pretty sure the captain's dead as well. Did you find anything in the galley? Vials. A lot of vials around the mess pot. I'm going to start making my way down to her. Um, I'm just going to say we're, we're not going to be able to take the barrels. Just grab as much food and put it in pockets and backpacks and bags. We, 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 we got to travel light. We're not making... We're not going to be able to just carry barrels over there. Fair enough. Did you grab any of those vials? I got two of them that still looked like they had something in them. All right. We'll have to like a look at those later on. As you are kind of talking and you're grabbing things as best you can, the tide is starting to come in and a, a wave hits the boat and, like, jars it. And you almost feel it, like, it hits and you guys lurch forward and then you feel the boat slide probably four mm -hmm. feet. Mm, I'm out. And then stop. <laughs> yeah, I'll just finish grabbing what I was in the middle of, shoveling into my bag and start moving. Yeah, as soon as I feel that, I'm just gonna be like, "Yeah, time to go. Let's go." And I'm, uh, I'm gonna make my way up, uh, making my way, and then uh, <laughs> gonna Stop make it. my way to the top. Stop it! And then uh, yell at Nim, um, saying, uh, "We're we're coming ashore." 
I'm gonna start uh, climbing over and making my way down. Same. All right. All right. So you guys climb down. I'm gonna need another reflex save from the three of you as you start making your way back. The water is starting to rise, so things are getting. They're gonna be a little bit more precarious. Fifteen. Eighteen. Okay, you guys are are able to make it back uh, unscathed. However, one thing that you notice is when you walk up to Nim, who is, I mean, he's standing there kind of looking at the stick, watching you guys make your way across. When you get to him, you notice that there is a set of footprints in the sand directly next to him. That looks like it came out of the jungle, and then <laughs> it like walked like some someone or something walked out, stood next to him, like could have reached out and touched him that close, and then walks back into the jungle. Has he has and he's just standing there acting normal. Yep. So ah, they, they look notice, like they they notice this, but I don't. They see this, but okay. you do not. Right. Human footprints or animal prints? humanoid. Okay, okay. Who, yeah, sorry, fair enough. Who came and helped you? Did someone come and help me? Y- yeah, yeah, you don't say right there. They ran off. Why would they run off into the jungle? Then he, he looks down. Does he see the footprints on yes. there pointed out? Yes. Oh. Um. You, I, you okay there? Well, I did have a moment where someone was speaking to me. Yeah, who? Wh- what? I don't know. Well, they were standing right there. You don't know who you're... Well, when the person was speaking to me, I didn't see them. I just focused on watching the tides. I don't remember anyone standing next to me. We should probably get going. Yeah, good enough excuse to get out of here. I'll bend down and kind of help him back on my back and... I'm going to just start walking towards where where we left everybody. You proceed to make the trek back. Uh, are there any thoughts amongst you guys? Uh, Nim asks, did you, um, did you find your friend? No. Um, Unfortunately not. I'm sorry. I guess, I guess it's better that you didn't find him, find him. Hopefully. So. He's a good swimmer, so... Hopefully he made it to shore. I'm a great swimmer, too. I'm not. I don't know if that was funny. Ronan just <laughs> throws you into the water. <laughs> <laughs> we I, uh, did. I, I think you need to work on your time in there. Just a thought. I did find Alton and the cook dead below deck. You said it looked like they were poisoned? Um, it looked like Alton was poisoned. Uh, I don't know. The cook had some weird markings on him, but he was really stuffed down into a barrel, so it was harder to tell. Chances are the captain's dead as well. Oh. Um, when we went to the captain's quarter, there was definitely some blood, but pre-wreck. Oh. He was dead. No body, but enough blood. I'm, I'm assuming he's dead. What? could have happened. I didn't think we were particularly close to anything when we went to bed. Yeah, I don't know where we were when we this all happened. Well, what did you guys haul from the ship? 
use that use that as your as your your starting your starting point. Uh, do we make it back to uh, everybody yeah. else? Yeah, you wind up. Did they actually get any supplies and or make any kind of attempt at a fire? Yeah, yeah. They're I mean they they started to they had started to get some stuff together. They you know makeshift uh, have a little makeshift pile of of wood. Uh, the crate has been moved, and they've stashed you know a couple pieces of seaweed and some plants. They, it looks like they didn't really go into the jungle, with the exception of Ares. And uh, Ishiru, you know, turns and goes, he just he looks at kind of the four of you as you approach and goes, "We haven't heard from her since she went off into the jungle." Yeah, she's probably dead. <laughs> oh, that's. Ever the optimist, I see. Nah, just realist. I didn't know the jungle would just kill you just because you walked into it. Uh, when you're drunk <laughs> and alone. Not wrong. And, you know, you have I mean, people apparently just... apparently random ghost people walk out of it, so... And apes and lions. Well, we call them lions, but I suppose they're more like leopards. Either which way, I'm going to start dumping all uh, food items... Um, you said they were putting food items into the chest. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put start putting food items. So, how much ever stuff we were able to to grab. Okay. Well, because you had a, so if you had actually gone down into the larder, mm-hmm. he did. Then you would have seen the cook's body. Mm. He was yeah. the very first barrel. Okay. So you would have seen like his bald little head. Uh, you know, he was the cook to where like he was the kind of guy who had the the greasy towel, you know, wrapped around his waist. And always just profusely sweating, just beads of sweat dripping off from his head, and you know, and a nice guy, super friendly. You know, he was he was the guy who always had some sort of poorly timed, just horrible joke to tell you. In all fairness, I probably wouldn't have seen him too much. No, probably not. No. But does he look? Was he the size of a man that should not have been able to fit inside of a barrel? Yes. Hmm. Gross. It looks like adjustments were made to make him fit. Hmm. Does it look like anything I would have seen trying to, if you were maybe to hide a body, obviously maybe not the best hiding spot since it was just in a barrel with everything else, but uh, something that seems feasible for a normal person to do? Can you repeat the question for me? Does it look like the person was uh, the per, uh, does it look like the body was put in there by someone um, like who had the strength to put him in there? Yes. Um I was uh it, it that's a tough question to ask cuz it's kind of hard to tell cuz all you saw was him in there like uh, clearly, someone was strong enough to make adjustments to his body, but it's impossible to look at. Like, was he alive when he was put in there? Was he dead when he? It, it, it's really hard to tell. You know, it's just it's kind of like one of those horrible crime scenes you walk in where the guy's body's just folded in half, and you're like, uh, "Okay, we know this happened, but we don't know how." Mm. What food was I able to grab? You were able to grab uh, mostly potatoes. No, worse for me. Potatoes. 
Are we like so? We're deeper now into the beach, so we're not like we're not on the. Yeah, you are up far enough on the beach. Uh, while you're closer to the jungle, you're uh, at least you know you're going to be well within, uh, well like high enough on the beach so that when high tide fully comes in, you're not going to risk getting, you know, swamped out. And then, did you say they started a campfire? Uh, they had not started a campfire. It's okay. at this point. It's only about noon. Okay. But, well, isn't it, wouldn't it be wise for them to start a campfire so we could cook food? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to want to keep a fire going nonstop unless we plan on leaving the beach and going into the jungle. Um, but I feel like... Well, you found maps in the captain's quarters, yes? Yeah, I feel like we'll definitely go over those once we have a, a, a fire built. We could try to see if maybe there's a better spot on the island we can move to for the night or... If we need to plan on bunking down here, supposing we can find out what island we're on, of course. Fair enough. I will take out the. Um, well, actually, I'll take out the sea charts and the captain's log, uh, both of those. Okay. Yeah, and it it doesn't even take uh, a ton of time. Uh, you you lay out all the the sea charts. I'm I'm assuming on like the food chest because that's the one thing that's as sand free as possible. Um, while he's doing this, I'm going to give myself a little tap on the forehead and go, where's north? And I'm going to cast no direction. Okay. Um, you know that if you face out towards the ocean, like from the bottom of the U, mm -hmm. that is north. Okay. So the rest of the island is south of you. Okay. Um, so while you're doing that and you, you kind of pull out the maps, you are uh, able, the maps include one of the west coast of Gurund, and that actually had, uh, has the plot of uh, the Genevieve's route to and from Sargava. But it doesn't have, like this, uh, it doesn't have like any of the smaller islands, or uh, it doesn't really have fine details on it. It's more of a broad scope. This is, these are all of our major stops. This is our major route. This is about how long it should take. Can I get a general idea on where we would be on the map from the last log? Yes, you are able to kind of course yourself through, um, both through the captain's log, and you also find a couple other maps. And uh, two of them look like the islands really wouldn't match location-wise. There's one that you find... And it's kind of paired with as you're reading through the captain's log. The first, and this is a book that goes back probably four years. If you know, you're kind of breezing through, you're like, okay, well, that's that's not that's not our voyage. That's not our voyage. That's not our voyage. Um, and you get to the voyage that you're currently on, and you go, okay. And the first third of it is really really precise. I mean, it's listed out as. You know, these are the stops we made. Uh, such and such crewman uh, was sick. The first mate took care of them, or first mate stood in his place. I mean, even so much detail is like uh, such and such crewman gets an extra share because of what they did in you know during this area. And some of you, as you were to read this, you'd be like, "Oh, I, I remember that guy. Like that guy. He, you know, he was he was an upstanding guy. You know, maybe a little rougher on the edges because of being out, uh, being out, you know, at, at sea his entire life." But then you get to 
like the next third of the book, and it becomes a little bit less less detailed. You know, not as many little notes or anecdotes about you know crew members or the weather. But then for the last third, things get really weird. Like the uh, all notes about where they stop and what they're doing and where they're going and the supplies that they're that they're loading on the boat is gone. Like not like that you know okay. someone wrote it in and then erased it or took it out. It's non-existent. And what is written in its place is a focus on the passengers. Like and it's it's within the span of a week. Of of like writing like if you were to time out the dates of you know, for lack of better terms, you know, captain's log such and such date, captain's log the next day, captain's log the next day. Each one becomes more and more focused, and by the end, almost obsessed with a passenger. Uh, none of you actually saw this person that of the name that he's he's naming. Uh, and he, at first, you know, it's like at the first day, it's passenger. A Verician scholar joined our passenger list. And then the next day is the Verician scholar Liana has very uh, enticing conversations with me and the rest of the crew. And then the next day is uh, Verician scholar Liana. Uh, I have requested to have her moved in to my cabin. And the next day reads, uh, it's filled with nothing more than, like, poetry. Like, really crappily written poetry. Uh, maybe, like, first or second attempts ever about how, you know, her eyes are the depths of the blue sea and I cannot wait to express my love for her. And then the next day is... It, like, almost sadness of how he cannot act, he can't come up with the words to express his feelings and he can't seem to catch her attention and then the last day that you see is that he is using he's using her word like he's using her name in the possessive term you know my liana has disrespected me and i wish that first mate alton would have an accident at sea because she pays more attention to him than to me. Hmm. And that he hopes that they can make, uh, and that she has convinced him that if he really does love her, he will change course and make a plot to an island called the Smuggler's Shiv. And while the crew has become agitated, he will continue his course and if necessary something will be done about the crew if their suspicions get any worse hmm. and then it just ends and with that you're able to go through the maps and you're like smuggler shiv i i saw that map and you go through and you find a a map of the island and you, you realize wait a minute and you take a second to kind of figure out and you're like oh my goodness we're right here at the top of the island and written all over on the fringes of the map is avoid at all costs 
island cursed. You know, anyone who approaches the island is lost. Cool figure. Does the handwriting stay neat or does it get does it get messier as it goes on? Because I, I guess the when you were saying it was like very particular and and very informational, I I feel like that handwriting was was well written. Did the, the, the handwriting get worse and worse as it as it went on? Or was it all still the same handwriting? The handwriting doesn't change. Like the the style doesn't change. The the flow of the handwriting doesn't change. It's still a controlled, legible it doesn't become manic and scribbled. But the phrases that are used, the way that the words are put together, that's what makes you just feel uncomfortable as you're reading it. And it's like you're almost watching this this person almost like not descend into madness, but more descend into obsession. <laughs> <laughs>